and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are analyzing aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm John Ingle. I'm George Hendricks. And today we are closing out the week with Minute 120. It begins with a sudden appearance of a xenomorph and ends with Ripley tossing her grenade belt into the fire. And that is not a euphemism. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a very literal, literal thing. Literal thing. George, thanks for being with me all week on the, on the old Aliens show. Well, thanks for having me. It's been great. Yeah. So we're still in the middle of all this batshit craziness. Uh, rage, <laughs> rage, murder, Ripley, rage, murder, Ripley. That's where anyway, we are. You right just now. need, you just need like to flip that switch in someone. It just goes for, you just yeah. goes off the chain. And this is that moment for her. She it's definitely a lot of pent up aggression taking place right now. <laughs> so at first she kind of systematically, you know, she just like lays down a, a, a flame across all the eggs. She gets everything on fire. And of course, what this does, and, and again, back to my point that this isn't the practically uh, probably the, uh, the best move strategically, having done all this, is it gets those guards back into action <laughs> coming after her, which they had just backed away. So uh, eh, it's not a very good idea, but you know she's armed and ready for it. So she just starts blasting them. She systematically blasts, you know, or, or appropriately takes aim, blasts those guys, and then she goes nuts. Yeah. She goes completely crazy. And and I love how this is shot. Like she shoots these, these guys. And then once it's like, okay, I don't have anything in particular to shoot at. I'm just going to start shooting everything. Yeah. It cuts to these close-ups of her just raging out like monster Hulk style. Just going, ah, while she's shooting. Uh, and I think that's just uh, speaks to your point yesterday of this. Uh, you know, she's, She's not in the best mind state, and nope. it's just now coming out. Really not thinking rationally in some instances, and this is yeah. one of those things where it just everything just falls into place, and she's just she has the means, she has the motive, she has the opportunity, so she's just going to go for broke. Yeah, and that's what she's doing. She's shooting everything in sight. I guess she's shooting eggs specifically. Uh, you're getting these eggs exploding. I guess she they... takes out what three three xenomorphs in in the process, which you got to wonder if. Because they're such a an aggressive anti like really intense like predatory race that yeah. the, the, they're pretty cocky and so the queen has like like the B team or some dregs just kind of hanging out in the throne room just you know mm -hmm. like just guys around loitering courtiers almost and like the really hardcore ones are the ones that go out and bring in people and kill people and like you know populate that sort of that way. Yeah, those are the hunter killers, and these guys are like the you know just the guards. Not the not to disparage anyone out there who's who's you know in the military and is a guard or something. Like obviously they go through all the training and everything, but in this case it might be the lower level. Yeah, um, they're just yeah, the ones just like, need you oh, here. Like, oh, this one's didn't this one didn't cook long enough. We should we should probably yeah we need a guard. We this is yeah a guard. yeah. They're not like so, the emperor's uh emperor like you know scarlet clad elites or anything like that in star wars they're just right who we never see do anything but no we don't see, we don't know that they're elite they at all don't do anything they're just like they're just they just like they just stand there and look pretty yeah so these guys uh she takes them out pretty easily i guess that's true of a lot of the aliens we've seen so far in this movie but um she takes them out starts taking out eggs flaming and yeah. And we get the countdown of the uh, the ammo countdown. Yeah, we now, do, we don't we? We get a very, very prominent display of the uh, amount of ammunition she has left. And it doesn't, doesn't make sense, does it? Am I crazy? But doesn't she go, she goes from, 
40 something to 15. I think the last number you see is like 15. It, it's just blurring down from like mid to low teens to like, you know, below 10. And then she has seemingly a lot more. Just enough to take out that guy. And she just like hoses him down twice. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah at the end of the minute, she takes that one dude down and then shoots him again for good measure. <laughs> and it's like, uh, maybe you should have saved that ammo. That's what that clear display is for. So you always know how much ammo you I am, have. I, 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 I am always, don't know why, but I'm always bullet conscious in movies. And so anytime yeah. I see people just like blasting away without any sort of like thought to ammo conservation, it immediately pulls me out of the movie. Immediately. Hmm, like if you have a minigun and you're just like railing around, that's fine, but it's going to run out soon. Like in Predator, the Predator, right. when Jesse Ventura is just hosing down everything. Or I mean, uh, Mac is doing it. And he, he eventually runs out. And you know yeah. what? That's how you're supposed to do that. With this, she just keeps shooting and shooting and shooting. And then she stops and then she turns around and, oh, she needs more bullets. She has more bullets. And that just was like one of those things that sticks out to me. It's like, oh, just two seconds of her slapping another clip or something like that. I get it. It takes you out of the action, but it's at least it's realistic. Yeah, I suppose they're in the similar mind state, though, between the two movies. Like, in Predator, he is, like, horrified and kind of, shell- like, it almost seems like he's shell-shocked a little oh, yeah. bit. And he just, like, leans on the trigger, right? Because he runs it all the way out and it and just, just spins. just spins for a good 30 seconds while everyone, like, the dust settles. And, like, you just, yeah. yeah. I suppose she's in the same mind state here, a similar mind state. But my problem is, is that she seems to have... You know, they show us, they go to the to the effort of giving us insert shots showing us how many bullets there are. So the filmmakers are very bullet conscious, but she's she has to am I crazy? She has to shoot more than fifteen rounds after we last see that. Well, the display. last the last thing we see, the last counter it says is twelve. And then there's like maybe a half second of her shooting more. And then Newt calls yeah. out her attention to the guy behind her. And so she pops him. So maybe Maybe five for him on the wall and then five on the ground. Maybe. Maybe. I guess we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I guess. I don't think she shoots again after this. You know, um, once she gets, she's just going to be running for a while until she gets, um, you know, she does a little flame throwing and then they get to the platform and she realizes she's out of bullets. So uh, at least you know, she's out of them. Then it doesn't magically have like another hundred in the clip. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I, I maybe you're right. It just feels to me like when we jump from 40 something to 15 and then she does quite a bit more shooting and it doesn't seem to go down at the same rate, but it's fine. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just uh, something I noticed and something, you know, if you are, you know, to me, it doesn't bother me that much. If you're going to have a movie, where you don't have a counter showing the audience clearly how many bullets they have. Like clearly you're trying to say, here's how many bullets she has. So you need to probably be on top of it. If you don't have that, then I don't care personally. Yeah. I'm for me that from like, a uh, point that where that's more like, wh- why, why should, why cut to all the p- trouble of showing a counter counting down? If you're not going to make that like the stakes be there. Yeah. If the counter runs out and she's still got bullets, then th- you're just, you're literally wasting screen time showing a counter. Yeah, but I guess, like I said, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the count's correct. I'm sure somebody out there that's watched this movie and been through this already, like some people out there have already probably analyzed this. So there might be somebody out there with a good explanation for how this works or or has actually counted the shots. I didn't really count the shots afterwards, but yeah. um, But of course, then she jumps right into uh, to grenade launcher mode. Thankfully. Thankfully, she told Hicks to teach her everything, uh-huh. and uh, he did, in fact, teach her how to use the grenade launcher, which is pretty simple. Yeah. Pump and shoot. Just pump a clip. And, yeah. uh, and the thing is, for me, I feel like, and this is the con- con- you know converse of that, I feel like the grenade should do more damage. 
Um, meaning on impact or just like yeah, well, because like if you see her shooting into the Queen Alien's uh, fallopian tube for the I don't know what to call it technically, but it's like it punches through obviously like a shotgun blast, but then mm-hmm. it doesn't blow up secondary unless it's like a slug shooter rather than a um, oh, like an actual secondary explosion that you would get from a grenade. No, you get one. Like there's a big one. There's the big the, one, the, but then later on, like it's like it. Maybe they're just maybe it's just that one I'm thinking. Oh, of I see. You're cool. thinking of the ones where they have the close-ups of just the fluid just yeah. pouring out of the holes. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah, you're right. I mean, to me, the whole thing is a little sketchy. Like they're supposed to be in the same room with uh, the alien queen, and she's just shooting grenades like crazy with Newt standing there, and yeah, Newt's just, like, just constantly just being jarred by it all. Not in a good space. It's no. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's fine. I, I like the shooting into the eggs and all that stuff is great. The sound effect is great. I, I'd kind of like uh, the idea of just little eggs blowing up all over the place. But you're, the, those couple of shots into the queen are a little problematic. But I don't know. Just call them duds, I guess. But I don't know. When I first saw this movie, I thought this grenade launcher stuff was really cool. I thought that the scene oh, was yeah. awesome. Well, just the tone and like the, the intent of the scene is breathtaking. Yeah. But then when you break it down and, and like a minute by minute, minute, you sort of notice like little things. There are secondary explosions, but it's it's just I, I just like I guess I want all my bullets and all my uh, grenades to be accounted for. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Somebody should be accounted for. Them. And I'm glad that amniotic fluid on uh, Xenomorph is not acidic as well, because they no. would all be screwed up after that. Oh, yeah, the whole room would blow be- up. Yeah, the thing splatters everywhere. Well, I suppose the eggs wouldn't fare very well if the fluid that they're born from was acidic. But so it's a good thing for them too. Maybe it has of course, here's where we get. That's how they get that rough, like like candy coating is like going through an acid tube. Yeah, man. There's one particular still uh, of the big explosion that's pretty nuts. Like if you look at Ripley and Newt, if you freeze it at like minute or at second 24, uh-huh. it looks like Ripley and Newt are being blasted. It almost looks like um, Sarah Connor in her dream when the nuclear bomb goes off and yeah, Terminator it it like, have like the, 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 it's like smoke and stuff blowing off of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. glowing. It looks like they're about to be just like incinerated. But this is one of the composite shots you guys were talking about earlier, right? The front projection. Yeah. yeah. So, we were talking about that a little bit earlier and, and, and how Cameron was talking about the smoke in the foreground. You got real eggs. You can see where the break is. Like if you look very closely, you can see Ripley and, or Scorny Weaver, Carrie Hen, standing next to what, two, three eggs. Four, and then you can the see all, all the eggs that are. Yeah. yeah. And then you can see all the other eggs that are in the uh, projection shot. And so what this is basically is just like a, a projector screen and a, mirrors that are kind of reflecting the projected projection onto the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the, you know, you can't just project over uh, uh, Scorny Weaver and carry in here. Yeah. So it has to be bounced over to the screen. And, you know, it's really obvious. I mean, I think even in 1986, it's really obvious. Yeah. But it's, it's, but the thing is like, sometimes those things there and it's almost, you see something like that and it's, it's comforting because it reassures you that you're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, I love it. There's no, something I'm, very I'm not cinematic saying. about it, and like, I, okay, yes, I see the lines. I could see the mat, like the mat break off in Star Wars, and like, I, I know where it is, and I don't yeah. mind it. <laughs> no, I don't mind this at all. I actually kind of love. I find I it the sense of authenticity. I think, but that's just because yeah. we're used to. Because like, all the best movies still can't surmount that, so they have to have it. So we just equate it with cinema. 
Yeah. I wonder how people, you know, younger than us think about these things. Like we, we came up in the age of, of front projection and those kind of effects and matte paintings and so on. I just always wonder what younger people think. People that have never known anything but CG, um, mm-hmm. green screen rendered shots. Um, if they see these and go, how quaint or, oh God, that looks terrible or what they think. You know, I mean, maybe some people probably have a retro effects uh, affinity for retro effects. And so they like it, but um, I wonder if your everyday kid these days would look at this and go, man, that's so old fashioned looking. They should do a special edition or something. You, you know? should show our, you should show Archer. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Archer, that's hey, the thing is Archer. Aliens and tell me what you think of the CG effects or the, the, the front projection. Yeah. But the problem is, is that Archer, I'm raising Archer on the same movies I was raised on. You know, it's, from his point of view, it's still the eighties, you know, as far as movies go. Like I, I don't show him the special edition of star Wars. I show him the original. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, I thought that, the, so. the, 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 uh, the specialized editions. And that's all I ever show. Yeah. Yeah. It's all shit. Yeah. Yeah. Does. There's, I mean, he's seen, uh, you know, the, the empire one, but, uh, that one does hardly has any changes in it, but, uh, the, the as far as the original, yeah, no, he sees the good old fashioned effects. And, and the thing is, for those, got, it's not so much that I want her to see them; it's just that I can't watch them, and so I'm not going to subject her to them. Well, there's that too, but <laughs> you know, I've always said, I always said, if I was going to have a kid, I was going to raise them and kind of ret- with retro stuff because I noticed, you know, I have a nephew and niece, and I kind of noticed some of the newer stuff. I just didn't really approve of how it was edited and so on, or even some of the morality of some of these kids shows that I've seen yeah. in the past like 10 years, they've gotten better actually, but there was some stuff that my nephew used to watch where I was like, these kids are terrible. Like yeah, these characters exactly. in this cartoons like, these are, awful are kids. These are not good role models. Why are you putting them in the front and center for this kid to take in? And then editing it at a pace that'll cause, you know, uh, seizures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not. So I, I just have always raised, you know, Archer's seen a few things that are new, but for the most part, he's been raised on the same stuff. Like right now he's really into He-Man and we've been watching the old He-Man cartoons and it just gets, you know, I love that, you know, that filmation intro and all that stuff. I'm like, Oh, I'm glad he's watching this, this kind of animation and he loves it. So I don't know. It's almost like a bit of an experiment I'm doing. I'm trying to raise him uh, on things that maybe other kids aren't really watching and hopefully it doesn't, uh, kids don't think he's like uh, behind the times. (laughs) He gets to school. He's like, well, I've never seen that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, so he'll never know. But there's other kids out there that are just raised on whatever's the new the new shit, you know, and I wonder if they see rear projection, front projection and go, Ugh, that looks so fake. Yeah. Why isn't it like 3D looking or why isn't, you know, God. I'm gonna so, tweet yeah, that's what I see. Snapchat about it. God, yeah, it's in my story today on Facebook or whatever. It was so disinterested. Yeah. Man, I'm not sure. So she throws those grenades. <laughs> And her most reckless move yet, Ripley throws a belt of grenades into a fire near a child. Uh, (laughs) Remember, uh, like, like they have like magic markers and stuff when we were kids that said like, "Do not throw into open flame because it will explode." And that was terrifying because I had a cousin who loved to mess with me, as he said, like, Mm -hmm. because I had a marker and I was like, "Oh, throw in the fire," and he's like, "Don't do that." It says don't throw in the fire. It's going to blow a hole from here to the other side of the field. And we're talking like his distance was like, like maybe a hundred yards. So sure. I'm thinking like a blast radius of a hundred yards. And I'm like, oh, from this. And it like, I was probably like seven. It terrified me. So yeah. The idea of a grenade <laughs> into a fire is just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, well, not just one. This yeah. is how belt. many. And 
And we haven't even talked about what the the, the last grenade, the the one singular grenade that we saw uh, um, blown up earlier in the vent just caused so many problems. It was such a massive explosion, you know, when um, Vasquez and Gorman take themselves out. Uh-huh. So it's like multiply that by what like there's probably a dozen grenades on this belt but also they're it's also like kind of- that's another thing that scene where they're like hand on hand on hand they're muffling the explosion of the grenade by doing that which is Are also they- yeah it's like would a- that really be it, much of an effect not, though I mean, it's not gonna be like a cherry bomb but it's definitely gonna like reduce its impact somewhat i think well that's true i mean there are stories of guys um placing their bodies over a grenade and saving everyone around them. So I guess there is some, something to it. I mean, the hands wouldn't do as much as an entire body, but um, yeah, you're right. It should at least take it down a little bit, but uh, instead it's the biggest explosion of the whole movie, yeah. you know, as far as, uh, and we, you know, Mitch and I, I think it's Mitch and I that were talking about that part of the movie and we just kind of figured out oh, it must be the oxygen in the fence or something. I it's guess. Just like, but they have like but, one grenade and it looks like the entire um, uh, floor exploding from Die Hard. <laughs> Where the right, entire level exactly. just blasts out. It's like, oh, it's just one grenade. Well, we're in an action movie. Yeah. You know, here we are. We're in that zone where it's like, to serve this genre, we must elevate things. We must make, must make things a little bit more um, explosive, literally and figuratively. So, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the explanation. It's just as simple as that. All right. Well, I don't have anything else for this. It's kind of been it's just a shoot 'em up. It's a lot yeah, of fire, yeah, a lot of blowing up and mayhem, floaty things. Yeah, it's so. good stuff. But it's uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. So George, you know, uh, you're at Mogwai Minute where uh, you and uh, Neil Brown uh, discussed Gremlins one minute at a time. You've already completed that. You'll have Gremlins two coming up soon. Any like ETA on that at all? Uh, next year, before like sometime in the spring. Like we dropped around okay. March last year, and if we can get our uh, our cushion built up enough, a little peek behind the curtain there. We don't record these yeah. all at once sometimes because that's maddening. Um, no, it's <laughs> it's impossible. right now. I am literally impossible <laughs> to do that to record one every day. I'm sorry, people. Again, no, I'm ruining oh, well, the minute yeah. by minute format for everybody, as well as the movie Aliens. But um, yeah, if we get our cushion built up enough, we'll be dropping around March. And if not, maybe you know, early April. Yeah. Well, we look forward to that. In the meantime, you're doing some one-offs about Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. uh, yep. films. Speaking so of like cool. crazy 80s action tropes, we have uh, yep. a couple of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that we're big fans of. We're talking about that are just one-offs. We, I think we're splitting them into two parts just to, just to spread them out a little bit. But, you know, it's fun to talk about a movie without <laughs> worrying about like, you know, the, the 10 minutes of, a, of an establishing shot. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thanks for coming on. Um, Thanks for having me. And you can find us. Yep. Uh, you can find us, of course, at alienminute.com, on Instagram at Alien Minute Podcast, or on uh, Twitter at Alien Minute Pod. And uh, thanks once again to Pete and Alex at Star Wars Minute for loaning us this concept. Uh, go over to moviesbyminutes.com to find all the other Movies by Minute podcasts. And uh, likelihood is your favorite movie is being covered movies a uh, minute at a time. And if it's not, do it. Yeah. Why don't you just do it yourself? Come, yeah. yeah, it's up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for Minute 120. We'll see you next week for Minute 121.